Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to a very special edition of Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. This is the Christmas special going out to all of your ears on December the 24th, 2018, Christmas Eve, ready for you to listen to our top 10 Christmas films so you can watch them on Christmas Day. David. Possibly not all 10. That was... Well, I mean, you can pick <laughs> from what we've decided that we think is uh, the top 10 films. Um, that I like top 10 films David likes and a few additional extras that probably aren't Christmas films but are worthy additions to to what I like to watch on Christmas mm. um, so yeah how are you anyway what's um what's been going on with you uh, I'm very unorganized uh, <laughs> I've just realized it's December 22nd uh, I've done little or no Christmas shopping um, and I'm working pretty much every day now until Christmas so I'm not sure when I'm going to do it tonight possibly um, but it's not the present; it's the thought that counts. And I have thought oh, about yeah. buying presents, so you know, there we go. That's that's it's definitely the. Thought I mean, that I have, counts. I have got most things. Well, nothing sorted. <laughs> but um, so, what what are you going to buy? Well, actually, we can't really discuss that because if it goes out on Christmas Eve, yeah. and your parents here or you know whoever you're buying, I, I, know, I know I know what I'm getting. I just haven't put, purchased it as of yet. Yeah. Um, so where are you going? You going? You going into? The town centre, or you venturing somewhere further afield, or Marlowe's Hemel Hempstead, <laughs> the wonderful shopping experience of the Marlowe's, which just consists of pound shops now. So you're just shopping in pound shops? Well, no, no, I'll I'll I'll, I'll pick out you know M and S and Debenhams. I think that's the highlight of the Hemel Town Centre. Mm. Yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on there with mm. the, the kind of shops that you got there. So why haven't you done any Amazon? I've done a bit on Amazon, but you know it's just. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> That's, it's it's the magical Christmas you've, spirit. You've been busy. I know you've been very. I've been very busy. busy. I always shop late, and uh, I'm quite spontaneous with the Christmas gifts. Um, but uh, I mean, my yeah, this is going out on Christmas Eve. My cousin probably he does listen, but he probably won't listen to this on Christmas Eve. I've got him uh, quite a, quite a good uh, good present, um, which he's really going to like. Um, which I mentioned to you earlier, which I've just posted to him via special delivery. Uh, again, as I didn't, I wasn't aware that postmen didn't work at weekends. Well, they do work at weekends, just a bit. They don't work hard enough. I think there's quite a lot of uh, children that are posting letters to. You, to you know what I'm like. I am terrible. I am the yeah. worst for. If I want to do something, I don't care what anyone else is doing. You will get this done. And it's like, but David, it's Sunday at nine p.m. But I want to send a letter. But um, no, recorded delivery got it out. And when's it going to get there? Monday, 1pm. Monday's, Monday's Christmas Eve, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite a nice time to receive a gift, isn't it? R- well, right no, at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but it specifies on the envelope, to be opened on Christmas Day. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I, take, I take that from my grandpa, who used to obviously send me a birthday card and a Christmas card every year. And the, the, it was obvious it was from him, but it was always, say, on the envelope, to be opened on the 15th, which is my birthday. Mm. Just in case I thought it was just a normal letter. Yeah. Um, 
So where, where are you actually going on, on Christmas Day? Where, uh, what are you doing? <clears throat> Christmas Day, I will be enjoying uh, a turkey feast. Um, I mean, let's be honest, though. Turkey is the most... It's the worst meat. It's the it's one of the worst birds. Yeah. Like, it, so I, 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 I eat turkey. It's not dry if you cook it right, but I eat turkey once a year. I do quite like turkey states, uh, states, steaks <laughs> <laughs> um, throughout the year. Very high in protein, very low in fat. Mm. But turkey is a very underwhelming bird. I'd much rather have a duck or a goose or a pheasant. Um, I think we're having chicken this year. Well, I don't blame you. But yeah, uh, mum, dad, brother, Bernard, who's a, a long-term family friend, will be joining us. It's become a bit of a Christmas tradition. Um, obviously, a bit of time in the house of the Lord. Uh, I'll be going to a midnight mass on Christmas Eve. I say mass, it's it's C of E, so it's not Catholic. But And then Christmas, Christmas Day, I'll be going to church. Um, Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> 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 just plug that um, oh god which which no i i do enjoy um i do enjoy church at christmas um and whatever your religious views are you know christmas is a great time of year whether you're christian or not it's yeah no i agree family and friends yeah um yourself um i am just going to be here in the studio editing podcasts it, well, no, on no, christmas no. day yeah no i'll be i'll be at home uh, which is where the studio is in fact but um and i will be I'm not, you know, I'm not going to cook this year. Most years I cook the Christmas dinner um, and it's very stressful. We have a, mm. st- a tiny oven and actually I'm going to leave it up to my dad this year, which will oh, be no. hilarious. Oh. Um, for I those mean... of you who know my dad, um, and many of you probably don't, he is, um, he's quite a car- character. He's completely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wonderful man, but... I mean, I can imagine... Uh, chaos. Chaos, yeah. 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 It will be chaos, but it would be delicious chaos. Do, do, the, do the family drink much at Christmas? Or? No, not really, but no. I, I plan on having a few as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't... Actually, I don't drink usually, mm. and um, the last few months I, I've been drinking a little bit more than normal, which is therefore, you know... Including the fire water out in the uh, Yeah, exactly, in out in the pool. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like a few, few whiskeys maybe in the... Do you uh, do you watch the Queen's speech? Uh, my granddad does. Um, I don't. I'm going to watch the alternative Christmas speech this year. Which is what? Um, I believe Channel Four do an alternative, and I think Danny Dyer's doing it this year. Are you being serious? I'm being very serious. Yeah, I've briefly read somewhere that that is happening. So let me get this right. Christmas Day, everyone's around the fire. You're full of turkey and booze, and everyone's and you've either got a choice of. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. All right, guys, yeah. Yeah, Danny Dyer every single time. No. Oh, yeah. For <clears> me, <throat> the Queen's speech, it's a tradition that is has been lost. People used to gather around and, and listen to it. I mean, she says pretty much the same thing every year. Um, I mean, does but, she even write it anymore? Oh, you know, she does write it. Um, she does She does write it, and there's always a, quite a traditional sort of Christian gospel message in there, and I, I think it's nice. Um, you know, I think the Queen's speech is sort of... My, to be fair, I only watch it because it's a it's an obsession of my mum's. Like New Year's Eve, she, honestly, she has a mental breakdown if she doesn't hear the the, the bongs of Big Ben. Mm. And if anyone's like making a speech and it, it you know, we're going to miss the exact time of New Year's Eve, she goes crazy. And at Christmas, it's like we've got to watch the um the Queen's speech. Yeah. In the old days, you used to have a Christmas film, didn't you, on the BBC or whatever? Well, and now they're dire. Yeah, they're normally it's normally like you know. Um, It'll be something that's been out five years or something. It'll be like the big Christmas film on ITV is Hook. 
yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I love Hook. Hook's a great film. But it's not a Christmas film. Speaking of which, mm. should we go for our number 10? Should we start with number 10? Let's what's, do it. What's, um, our, what's your number 10 for your Christmas film? So, uh, we'll start at the bottom for me. I've, I've gone for something that... I, I don't know if it's technically a Christmas film, but there's there's a wonderful scene in it where Harry Potter receives, I think, his first ever Christmas present. Pretty much. Um, and he gives a present to Ron. He's like, Merry Christmas, Ron. And it's just very cheesy. He's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I think Harry Potter, um, all of the films, they're, they're... I mean, unfortunately, they get progressively darker and more demonic. And um, less Christmas. And less Christmassy. But yeah. I think the first... The first one, and even Chamber of Secrets, I think they're still quite innocent. Um, although the Chamber of Secrets does have a large serpent, which I suppose is <laughs> a large serpent that, <laughs> that takes over Ginny Weasley, and, and I think uh, there's quite bl- blood written on the blood wall. Written on I the mean, wall. Actually, it's quite dark. Really, yeah, it's it? pretty dark. Um, I mean, to be fair, the Philosopher's Stone's pretty dark. There's just yeah. um, p- p- poor Professor Quirrell with just like a Voldemort <laughs> demon on the back of his head. Nonetheless, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, is number ten for me. For you. For, for me, it's it's all for Christmas. Um it's it's a great animation, uh really feel good Christmassy film. Um it's not I mean it's it, it could have been nearly out of my top ten, but mm. I haven't seen it in actually quite a long time. But I, I have fond memories of watching it maybe last year or the year before that and and just remember really enjoying it. So that's why it's in my top ten. Mm. Um but yeah. So that's that's number ten. Nine for me. Uh, Scrooged with uh, Bill Murray. Uh, again, I haven't seen this for a number of years, but I, I love Bill Murray. He brings a really dark, you know, comedy to 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 his Scrooge, and I just think it's uh, it's a great film. You know, anything with Bill Murray is brilliant. Um, and again, you know, the story of Scrooge, someone who hates Christmas and then comes to love Christmas. You know, it's. It's it's a good one for the family, particularly if you've got a miserable family member like me who's not particularly Christmassy. You're the miserable one. I don't know. I, I think I'm at that age now. I'm single. Start get no the, one's swiping right. Get, get, no one's swiping right. Yeah, get the violins. Violins, up, violins playing right you know, now in the background. Can you play some violins? Yes, yeah, violins playing right now. You know, I'm single and no kids. And, uh, you know, it's hard. <laughs> Cut the violins. No, I think when when you're young or when you've got young kids, that's when Christmas is more magical. So you know, for for me at the moment, I'm 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 not young and I don't have young kids. Yeah. So I remember Christmas one morning when I must have been about five or six, and me and my brother Dean we crept down the stairs mm. and we looked. The lights turned on and there was no presents. Oh God! Not a single present I could see. My dad was like, "No, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me just turn the lights off. Give me a second. And for about five seconds, the lights were off and the lights came back on. There were presents everywhere. I don't know wow. how he did it. And I just remember being like awestruck. Mm. It was brilliant. That, oh, I mean, for for that me, when I was young, I was obsessed with Christmas. I adored it. Uh, I loved Dad putting the Christmas lights up on the house. We used to have like a almost like a Santa's grotto in the garden. Mm. So remember those... Um, you don't really get them anymore. Those big sort of three D lights you could get of like Santa, snowmen, penguins. Yeah, we used to do that sort of the kids' playhouse we made up. And in my bedroom, I had a Christmas tree up on the first of December. Mm. Um, we never really put the tree up, the main tree in the house, until about a week before Christmas. Um, I can't be having Christmas stuff up for 
any more than about a week before Christmas. I just think it's too much. Well, it's my birthday, isn't it, on the 6th? So anything before that is yeah. is, is, is illegal. But no, great memories uh, as a child, loving Christmas. And I think once you have kids of your own... Um, it would be quite nice, wouldn't it? Mm. Should we adopt? What? Personally? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about that. Let's move swiftly yeah, on. My, my, well, my number nine then. So my number nine is Love Actually. Now, um, I think Love Actually might appear on other people's Lord lists quite King last looked out on the You know, I discovered, I discovered that part of the film um, was completely uh, done by accident. Um, oh, Hugh really? Grant had no idea that was about to happen. Uh, and uh, it was his, his reaction is a genuine, yeah, genuine reaction to, to a brilliant that, singing. That deep, booming voice. That is my favourite part of the film. Look, it's also my favourite part. Uh, I don't actually think Love Actually is in my top ten. Um, there's no doubt it's it's a it's a it's a traditional sort of solid Christmas film. I think it's a bit overrated. Um, but then again, I haven't seen it. For, for a few years but I love Hugh Grant Hugh yeah. Grant the bumbling moronic Englishman that's that's quite innocent and you sent me a trailer as well of Love Actually with Theresa May I did which I thought was hilarious <laughs> um, and Jeremy Corbyn Diane Abbott yeah uh, uh, yeah Jeremy Corbyn oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, Ooh, um, yeah Craig's number nine is Love Actually uh, for me at eight uh, now this is a film it's the holiday it's um the cheesiest of cheese when it comes to Christmas films. I remember the first time I watched this film, I absolutely despised it and also loved it um, because it's, it's, it is very cheesy and it's got that sort of annoying soundtrack and everyone's so happy and the ending's so happy and you've got to be happy watching it. But at the same time you are. Uh, and I, I watched it again a few nights ago. It is perfectly cast. Kate Winslet is superb. Oh yeah, Cameron Diaz in in that role is great. Jack Black again perfectly cast, and Jude Law. Um, oh, Jude Law is just brilliant. He's just Mr. brilliant. Napkinhead. Mr. Napkinhead is one of Highlight. my favourite uh, scenes, or probably my favourite uh, scene in the film. And also Jude Law. I mean, he is really good looking in this film. I'm just going to say that. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he's yeah, yeah. The, 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 like now he's obviously a little bit older, balding like myself, um, and <laughs> more. But he no, it, it's brilliantly cast. It's uplifting. There's that wonderful um, relationship Kate Winslet has with that um, uh, old uh, old man who who had an incredible career in Hollywood. Uh, and yeah, it's just a feel good Christmas film that's brilliantly cast. Uh, so that's number eight for me. The holiday. So um, Katie uh, wrote in and said that The Holiday was her number one film. Uh, she said for her, it's the perfect Christmas film, four fabulous leads and a, and a, and a well-rounded story. That was, mm. so, And I, I tend to agree. Mm. Um, so that was your number eight, wasn't it? So my number eight is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Tim Burton. An extraordinary mishmash of horror and Christmas. Mm. And I absolutely adore this animation. It's... It's more stop motion, isn't it? It's mm. um, clay characters. Oh, and I, I just love it. I mean, I don't really need to say much more because mm. everybody who's listening to this podcast has yeah. seen the. Film. And we can touch up on it again because it's 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 in my yeah. list, but slightly higher. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no doubt. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is extraordinary. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. If if I mean, it's timeless. It's a timeless classic. Um. The way it mixes horror with Christmas and Halloween because it's a, such a universal film 
you can watch it at Halloween. You can watch it at Christmas. I mean, let's be honest. You can watch it any day of the year because it's that bloody good. Mm. Um, and yeah, Tim Burton deserves a lot of credit because he it was a game changer. It changed the game. Mm. <laughs> like it was, it was such an incredible film, and it's old as well now. It's at least twenty years old. Yeah. Would you say Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas film? Uh, I was looking at um, at a top fifty Christmas list, and Edward Scissorhands was in there. Uh, so I suppose arguably yes. I just remember that film being incredibly sad. It it was, you know, just a man with do, scissors do, for hands. Let's let's go slightly off key here. Do you remember when uh, we were all at university and we used to meet meet up and play Edward Cider Hands? <laughs> <laughs> how can I forget? <clears throat> for those well, of you don't easily. who don't know uh, how to play Edward Cider Hands, you basically get a two liter bottle of Strongbow. And tape it to your right hand. You then get someone else to tape a two-litre bottle of Strongbow to your left hand. So you basically lose all use of your hands. Uh, and you're not allowed to untape the uh, the, the Strongbow until you've drunk it. So unless you drink two litres of cider, um, you obviously can't take the cider off, which makes going to the toilet quite difficult. Everything becomes quite messy. Uh, unless you're Tom Moran, who basically just drank the four litres of cider, uh, took the... Um, Took the cider bottles off his hands and then and then went to the pub. Yeah, I mean that was our our life back in the day. But if, if if you want to play a, a Christmas drinking game, I recommend a little bit of Edward Cider Hands. I really do not recommend this at all. <laughs> Please drink aware or whatever it is. Drink what? aware, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, but no alcohol. It? No alcohol. Okay, maybe a little bit. Not drink responsibly. Yeah, that's don't the drink, word. don't drink and drive. Make that very clear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't strap bottles of cider and then try and. <laughs> Drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. De- yeah, definitely don't drink and drive and play Edward Ciderhands. Yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on from Edward Scissorhands and Ciderhands, where were we? We were on eight and, uh, yep, yeah, so number seven. Your number seven, David. My number seven, I'm going to keep this very, very brief, uh, Home Alone. And for me, that's all the Home Alone films. Uh, they're just classics, really. Um, and you can't encompass all of them. I think. I think you. Co- I think you sort of can. Uh, and the reason well, being, some of them are terrible. I, I know uh, some of them are terrible, but I'm just saying the Home Alone universe comes in in there. I mean, uh, the first Home Alone and then Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I think it is. Yeah. Um, they're the ones. They're the ones. Yeah. Uh, and they do get progressively worse. Again, I haven't seen the Home Alone films for quite a long time. Uh, the the main actor in it, whose name avails me. His name, if I can get this out correctly, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin, Macaulay Culkin. That gentleman. Is that it? He's recently just made an an advert for Google, hasn't he? He has, has, yeah. Um, Yeah, Which I thought was a nice touch. I mean, he did sell sell out to Google completely but it's a nice it's a nice advert yeah. you know it's a nice and, and also fair play to the lad i don't know if many people are aware he had major mm. issues with drink and drugs we had major issues with his parents as well and he he seems to have turned his life back around i mean don't forget and i know it's going a bit deep for a christmas special but young hollywood stars you know young fame is hard oh yeah you know it is difficult you know uh, daniel radcliffe went off the rails a bit because it's like you're at the top of your game. You're at the highest that an actor can get as a child. Mm. And really, the only way is down. Yeah. You've got all this money that you come into when you're 18 and all the temptations that come with being 18. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see him well. And, yeah, just a nice little Christmas advert. So, for me, 
the Home Alone universe comes in at number seven. For me, it's the Santa Claus. This is the mm. Tim Allen uh, version. And uh, I just have really fond memories of, of watching this film, especially uh, um, when the reindeer are on the roof and the mm. ladder appears and, 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 and the kid goes absolutely berserk and, and Tim Allen runs outside. And I think I just, I just remember loving mm. that. And the bit where he's driving home for Christmas and the music's playing and when he takes his kid out for dinner and it's like... My favourite bit, actually, is, you know, when, he, when he's just becoming Santa, so his beard starts to come yeah, in, yeah. but it's not white, it's, it's dark. Yeah. And he'll go to the toilet and shave. Yeah. And he'll come down and, and he's got like a full beard, beard again. again. Yeah, yeah. It's a great film. It I, is a great I really film. love it. I don't, I'm not so keen on the sequels. Um, but I, the first one, mm. very fond memories of that one. You're listening to Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. From just £17.90 a month, you can see any film, any time, as many times as you like. You can get 10% off snacks and drinks in the cinema, then afterwards, why not enjoy 25% off food and drink at Café Rouge, Bella Italia, La Iguana, La Tasca or Belgo. And there's exclusive preview screenings of upcoming releases. If you use the code, is it worth it? You could get £10 off your first month's unlimited card. So why not surprise a loved one with the joy of cinema this Christmas? With films like Mary Poppins Returns, Aquaman, Mortal Engines and Bumblebee, December is a great time to join Cineworld Unlimited. Uh, so, David, you're number six. So, for me at number six, it's what is really considered by, you know, the critics and many as the best Christmas film of all time. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I haven't seen this for many, many years, but it is a fantastic Christmas film. It's a classic. It's old school, black and white. Mm. Um, I think it was made in 1956. Um, I may be wrong uh, but that's just off the top of my head so don't take the, my word for that but it's just a really sort of feel good christmas film um brilliant performances uh, and and just a timeless classic you know mm. it's it's what 60 odd years old now um and you ha- you haven't actually seen it have you no uh, I, I i think you'll love it i think it's just old school hollywood um brilliantly acted uplifting yeah it's a wonderful life for me at number 6 uh, for me, at number six is is the sequel to Home Alone, the first one. Uh, it's Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I love this uh, this ver- this version of of Home Alone, and it it's just so Christmassy. Um, and I think New York and Christmas go hand in hand. And um, I just absolutely love. I would love to go to New York at Christmas time and and see the big Christmas tree and go ice skating. Just the shopping. big Christmas tree, as if there's only one. Well, it was <clears> it Rocker <throat> Rockefeller. Is that what it is? I'm expecting you to know this, but I've not been don't. to New York. No, me neither. It's the the Rockefeller Building. Yeah, is it something like yeah, that? yeah. And they have and they have the big Christmas tree that's always there mm. every year. Um, I'd lo- I just would just love to go to Let's New go. York. Shall we? Mm. Okay. Why not? All right, brilliant. Should we just go now? Leave the podcast? We actually could. Yeah. No, no maybe not. Um, um, so that was well, my we, we, we said we were going to go away at the start of next year, so it'd be a bit cheaper, February, New York. Instead of going to the uh, the Oscars instead. Well, oh, that could still happen. <laughs> What's your number six then? Oh, you've done your number six, so it's number five, isn't so it? So number five, yeah. I've gone for Muppets Christmas Carol. Now, 
I love all the Muppets films. Uh, wonderful memories as a child of watching uh, Muppet Treasure Island, particularly with my brother. We were obsessed with that film. We knew it word for word. We sang along. Muppets Christmas Carol, obviously taking um, the very well-known story of, of the Christmas Carol uh, and adding Muppets. What more could you want? Um, it's good for adults. It's good for children. Uh, it's just a good film. And the Muppets Christmas Carol comes in at number five for me. So my number five is Elf. Uh, so this came out in 2003. Uh, it's got Will Ferrell as Buddy and we've got Zoe Deschanel as the love interest. And it's just, I think, a very funny Christmas film. I think uh, Will Ferrell really hit the, no, uh, hit the nail on the... I don't even know what this saying is supposed to be. <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. I was going to say the nail on the nose and that's not the <laughs> saying. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's uh, very funny and... Um, it, it's uh, light-hearted, and I mean, mm. it's not so serious as 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 a wonderful life and 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 all of those sort of films that I haven't seen, but I'd expect to be quite deep. And Elf isn't that deep. It's mm. just it's just a very feel-good, romantic fantasy Christmas film. Number four, David, you're number four. Uh, so for me, uh, at number four, I've gone for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Craig had this at number eight. You know, it, it's just superb. It's just a fantastic film. Um, the the sort of the animation, the style of it, but the the music as well. You know, um, the music's great, and it's yeah, it's it's you could I could talk a lot about some of the sort of deeper meanings behind the film of you know the identity of what it means to to. Uh, it's just great. I'm sorry to sort of waffle there. Mm. You know, I love that bit where in the wood they have the, the 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 trees with the Christmas door and the Halloween door and the uh, and the Easter door. It's just a brilliant film. It's a timeless classic, um, and I love it. I just I just love how it's all separated out with different towns: Christmas Town, Halloween Town, yeah. and, and 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 Jack just stumbles into into Christmas Town and. Mm. And uh, and and realizes there's more. What is this? <laughs> What's this? What's this? It's a great film. Uh, so my number four is the the snowman. Um, I mean, is this a Christmas film? Are you talking about literally the short animation? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's down as a film. It's what thirty five, thirty minutes. It's a short film. Yeah, twenty seven minutes long. Yeah. 1982. Oh, it's oh 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 oh. I mean, yeah, for me, that's that's in the top ten. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily sure it's a film, but we watch that every Christmas. It's mm. it's fantastic. Yeah, and, and they've progressively got better in terms of the the snowman and his dog. I think was another one that they had, and and I mean, it doesn't beat the original, but it is a really wonderful hand-drawn mm. classic animation with um, a really beautiful soundtrack with the feet, you know, the most featured song in that is, is Walking in the Air. Walking and, in the Air is a you know, master. A, it's an absolute um, fantastic song. Um, and that's why it's my number four, really. It's just, it harks back to my childhood. Mm. Um, and and, uh, and, and we, I think we pretty much watch it every year. Um, number three, David. So for me, I've also gone for uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen at number three, and the reason I've gone for that is, look, I, in terms of, you know, quality, in terms of a quality film, do do I think that the Santa Claus is better than Nightmare Before Christmas? Probably not. Do I think it's better than um, It's a Wonderful Life? Definitely not. But 
as childhood memories, I just have great memories of watching the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, I watched Home Improvement as a child. I don't know if you remember that. That yeah, TV yeah, yeah. series that he was in. Yeah. So I loved that. And then when he played Santa Claus, I just thought it was a great film. Um, you know, yeah, really enjoyed it. Like I said, in terms of quality, is it a, a better film than A Wonderful Life or Nightmare Before Christmas? Probably not. But in terms of childhood memories... Yeah, it's, it's and your what it, emotional connection, isn't and it? And what it means to have a Christmas film. Yeah. Uh, for me, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, uh, who, who is underrated, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, for you know, sure. He he's he's great in this. He's obviously great in Home Improvement, uh, Buzz Lightyear as well, which always people sort of oh you know Tom Hanks, Woody, but you know what what would Woody be without Buzz? Mm. You know, and then well, sliding quite nicely into it with my number three is the Polar Expresser. We have Tom Hanks in the lead role there as the conductor on the Polar Express, um, and uh, directed by Robert Zimmerich. This one, um, I. I have such brilliant memories of of when this film came out in 2004. Mm. Um, it, I don't know. I just felt like it was one of the first CGI animated films uh, of, of a Christmas film that was CGI that, that really worked really well. It was very magical. It it had great voice acting. It it was brilliant. Um, isn't your brother doing something? Yes, yeah, so my brother is actually playing Tom Hanks's character uh, on a real life steam engine in Norfolk um, <laughs> on, on, on the Deerham, I think it's Deerham Railway. So it's a steam engine that, that, that in Norfolk and he plays Tom Hanks. He's actually got a mustache. He's got the full outfit uh, and he's brilliant. My my auntie and uncle have, have seen him perform. My mum and dad have seen him perform. I, I obviously haven't with work and I haven't been able to get up there. Um, he's really enjoyed it, but I know he he's a little bit Christmased out. So they do a couple of shows a day. He's been doing it for about three weeks, and it's intense. But no, it's a it's a. I haven't got the Polar Express uh, in my top ten. Um, I think it's a great film. I just found it the, the the style of it a little bit awkward and slightly uncomfortable to watch. Oh, okay. This sort of like weird mixture of CGI slash drawing. It's a I loved it. I it's actually it got. A, um, my brother was tell, telling me about this. The the Polar Express has actually got its own unique style. Um, yeah, the you, way if you Google it, it's actually a type of filmmaking that it was created by the Polar Express. It's like a, 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 a amalgamation. Is that a word? Amalgamation. Amalgamation of real, real live action, live action with animation. Like, yeah, so like blended. Yeah, there's a lot. There's of actually them. A, a technical term for it. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, um, it's a special capturing format where they put loads of dots on Tom Hanks or whoever, <clears throat> and it's been developed over many, many years. And I, I think this is one of the first films. I mean, Avatar was one of the films that, that actually, uh, took advantage of, of this live that capture. That was long, wasn't it? Well, Avatar. Yeah. I loved Avatar. I, I need to revisit Avatar, um, and, and give it another go, but. There's about five films in the works. You, another five Avatar films? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. How long are they taking? I mean, it a was a long, long time. They, they've um, they've been shooting them back to back. Blimey! Yeah, the whole, you you do know Avatar. The whole thing was an anti-Iraq. I had no idea. If you rewatch it, the whole thing is a metaphor. It's an anti-war film, particularly anti-Iraq war, mm. um, about going into other people's lands and invading it. And they 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 go in if you don't remember to get the natural resources from, from yeah. which represents oil. Um, yeah, there's a lot more mm. to Avatar. It's it's a very political film. Um, 
I think we've got a bit of a tangent there, <laughs> on the tangent there. Your number two, David. So my number two um, is The Grinch. And uh, should, should we read? Yeah, go on. Go for it. So uh, one of our regular listeners, uh, Pete, uh, sent us uh, a gift, actually. In uh, the post. In the post. Um, the Grinch, uh, the 2000 version with Jim Carrey. Um, and I'll come on to that film in a sec. I'll just read what he said in his letter. He said, uh, to David and Craig, over the past two podcasts, you have disagreed over Johnny English and The Grinch. I agree that neither were worth it, but also I was in a cinema of maybe four people, which I think does make a massive impact on the way we receive a film. When you brought this up, it made sense, uh, and I will try to go to certain films with a bigger audience. Uh, thank you for your podcast. I continue to enjoy the reviews. Happy Christmas from Pete and uh, the rest of the family as well. And he put Pete, a fan, in in in, uh, in brackets. Um, enclosed is something for David to get over the disappointment of The Grinch, and he's given me a copy of the 2000 Grinch with... Jim Carrey, which I'm really pleased you got me that, Pete. Thank you very much, because I was actually looking at this the other day and very nearly bought it. Um, And I will be watching that over the Christmas period. And it comes in, it it shoots in at number two. And I'll tell you why. Compared to that shambolic... (laughs) It wasn't shambolic. ...nonsense that Benedict Cumberpatch was involved in that's currently out in the cinema that was thoroughly disappointing, let's be honest. It was pretty poor, um... It was generic. It, it it didn't have the same emotional impact that the the Grinch, um, starring Jim Carrey, did. Uh, I, I still believe that J- Jim Carrey's Grinch is a you know one of his career defining performances. I think he is sensational in this film. Uh, I think for a film that's now eighteen years old, I think it's it's overlooked. Um, I think it's it's one of it's most definitely in the top ten. Christmas films of all time, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, absolutely brilliant. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying the new Grinch is is diabolical. It's certainly not diabolical. You did just say that, though. But um, did I? Yeah. Well, it, it's not. I mean, it's, it's not, not perfect. No, no, it's, it's not it's, perfect. It's it, far from perfect. But it, for me, it you know the, the, all the, the emotional the, spots the that I wanted. The Grinch is to. steak. The new Grinch is a grisly overcooked McDonald's hamburger. Shall we watch this together at some point? This The Jim Carrey version. And, yes, we and, shall. And I, I have a lot of have shopping a... to do, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not now. No. Um, I, we do have some correspondence to, to um, uh, The Grinch, the, the latest version, 2018. So Lucy uh, emailed in and said, we went to see The Grinch on Friday with my three-year-old. I was really just using him as an excuse to go and see it as I used to love it when I was a child. Mm. It's surprisingly very different to the old one. The animation is amazing. At parts of the film, uh, when they were flying through Whoville, you actually feel like you could be on a simulator ride as it's that realistic. There's a lot of jokes for adults to laugh at, along with the children. Uh, My three-year-old said, That Grinch is so naughty and funny. He couldn't get it more spot on as the naughty Grinch tried to steal Christmas, but thanks to a special little girl called Cindy Lou, who really captures the audience's heart along with the Grinch, she manages to help the Grinch see a new side to Christmas. Most definitely a festive film for all to enjoy and perfect for this time of year. And I think that really just summarises it up. I mean... for for us as 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 uh, looking at it in a, in a more critical way, it's not perfect. But for kids, 
three-year-old mum, dad going to the cinema, mm. I think it will be thoroughly enjoyed, even if the kids haven't seen the 2000 version. This is an hour, a 2018 version for the younger kids that have just the, come out. Yeah, uh, I'm obviously pleased Lucy enjoyed it, particularly with a with a youngster, and that that makes a big difference, you know. Yeah. Um, the animation is 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 not my issue with it. Um, I think the animation is great; it's very vivid. Um, my main issue is particularly the relationship between Grinch and Cindy Lou. It's nowhere near as good as the original. Um, they just don't have that connection. I I thought they did, but maybe I need to rewatch this one and I'll get a better gauge. Yeah. With the with the two thousand version. And thanks to Pete. Um, yeah, thank you, Pete. That's a real, really wonderful gift that you've got. You've got David there, and and, and, and Pete's and, unlimited and, now as well. Oh, well done, Pete. Uh, he's he's taken advantage of of the unlimited card. Uh, so we uh, will probably bump into him at some point. I'm planning to actually go to the cinema with him. Um, quite a lot of I've saw. By the way, off 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 uh, on a bit of a tangent. Mm. Dumbo saw the first trailer for it yesterday. Oh, was that when you went to go and see Mary Poppins? Yes. Um, now, what did I do during this trailer? Cried? No, I uh, spent most of my time on my phone. Well, as uh, per. Because <laughs> I, I don't like trailers because they give a lot away. But I will say this, it, it looked it looked interesting. Will Ferrell's in it. Um, Colin Ferrell, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to say. Uh, the Irish one, um, not Will Ferrell, Colin Ferrell. Uh, and Col- not to be mistaken with Colin Firth. Yeah. Anyway, Dumbo, it's out Someone's next year. It. Dumbo's out next year. Lion King's out next year. Avengers Endgame, I think it's called, out next year. Yep. Captain Marvel. Um, is that is that is he called Captain Marvel? She. She. She <laughs> is, is out next year. <laughs> she is. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot coming out. Yeah. So if you're not unlimited, um, we thoroughly recommend it. And don't forget, you can get £10 off your first month's unlimited by using the code IsItWorthIt. And and now is probably the best time to yeah. join. I mean, you can gift. What a better gift to get mm. someone who who loves cinema uh, <clears throat> than a Cineworld Unlimited card. Um, you can get it, for, you know, pay for it for the whole year, mm. um, and that person can go see as many films as they want anytime um, at any Cineworld in the UK, mm. and and it's so worth it. I mean, David and I both have these Cineworld Unlimited cards, and we have saved so much money this mm. year just by having uh, a year's pass. Um, and and obviously we see mm. all the films in the cinema, even the bad ones, so you don't have to. But um, <laughs> I mean, if if you get one, you will take advantage of it. You will think, oh, what's out in the cinema? Shall I go and see this? And all the unlimited screenings that they have, the secret screenings, you will go to them. It's I'm, great. And again, we're not just saying this because obviously we do work with Cineworld at Hemel Hempstead and potentially a few more Cineworlds around the country, which is very exciting. It is great value. And, you know, you, you, you'll think, oh, well, you know, will I use it? Yes, you will. Because going to the cinema, when you have an unlimited card... You can watch as many films in the cinema as you want. So you basically own the cinema. You know, think how much it would cost for you to to buy a, a big, you know, we're talking a couple of thousand pounds to get, a, you know, a 60 odd inch TV at home. A home cinema system, we're talking tens of thousands for a hundred and something pound a month, a hundred and something pound a year, 17, 19 months, unlimited films. I think it is great. Um and obviously listen to the podcast so you don't have to see the bad films. We will see those for you. Exactly. Um, right, it's time for number one. There's going to be some kind of theme tune behind this right now. Um, I mean, you're playing the table, but I was thinking of inserting something when I was editing. But it's fine. Number one for you, David, is... 
Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, I've gone for the 1994 version, um, mostly because it's a superb film. Uh, I was born in 1991 and I have incredibly happy memories of watching this with my mum. Um, it's a super it's it's just great. Uh, Richard Attenborough and Mara Wilson um, star in this phenomenal Christmas story about uh, uh, an old man. You know, Richard Attenborough plays Chris Kringle and there ends up being a court case where he has to prove that he's Father Christmas. And they it's quite dark in the sense that they, they put him in an old people's home and a mental hospital. and and But the magic of Christmas shines through. Uh, Richard Attenborough is sensational in it. Mara Wilson, who's very young, easily recognisable. She's been in a lot of films. Again, another childhood star. Mm. And it's just a wonderful film. And it's brilliant for children. I remember watching it as a child because it's magical and it's uplifting. And it's great for adults as well because there's some real meat on the bone. There's a lot of issues here that are um, tackled about, you know, identity and what it actually means uh, to, to... who is Chris Kringle, you know, um, what it means to, to have a family at Christmas or not have a family at Christmas. Uh, yeah, and the, her Christmas wish, which is ultimately granted at the end of the film, which I won't... Spoil. Spoil, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Everyone should know it, really. Uh, I don't. It's, 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 it's a phenomenal film, Miracle on 34th Street, 1994 version, Richard Attenborough. Um, aren't the Attenborough's great? Yeah. You know... Um, yes, Miracle on 34th Street for me. Yeah. Katie also says that's a great film as well. And she says she cries every time the little girl, deaf girl sits on Santa's lap and he signs jingle bells uh, with her. Santa knows all the languages. Yeah, that is that is a moving part of the of the of the film. We got this, you know, she sits there and you're thinking, oh, no. And then Santa signs and her face lights up like a nuclear warhead being (laughs) (laughs) being dropped somewhere. Um, Bit of a bad example, but very bright, very bright, blinding, in fact, Um, (laughs) and ultimately lethal. Um, But she (laughs) creates face. No, she looks so happy. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. Sorry for the bad analogy. And uh, my number one is Die Hard, Bruce Willis. Uh, comes to save the day um, when a, a tower block is taken over by uh, Alan Rickman. Um, and, <laughs> Hello, uh, it's it, me, Alan. There's been a lot of people who have said this isn't a Christmas film, but it is. It, the the everyone's um, actually <clears throat> been uh, been saying it's not. Why have they been saying it's not? Well, because it's a, a an action film, maybe. But it's set at Christmas time. There are Christmas themes in it everywhere um and i'm pretty sure the studio just released a new trailer for the film um that proves that it's a christmas film i mean at the end of the day whether it's a christmas film or not it's 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 a matter of opinion it is and it's actually yeah. um been reissued as well um, who, who 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 decides officially what is a christmas film and what isn't you know as far as i'm concerned people talk about a die hard every christmas they watch it every christmas it's a christmas film yeah and I'm going to go and watch it tonight, and I think you should as well. Yeah, I'm going to confess, and this is one of my many sins, uh, I haven't actually seen Die Hard. I don't think that's necessarily a bad sin, to be honest with you, because um, I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. You know, and the reason I haven't seen it is... I haven't seen it. And it's one of those <laughs> films, like Star Wars, that I genuinely do want to see, and if I can make it tonight, I shall. Well, I think we're nearly done here, really, so... with the Christmas. You might be able to do it. Yes, I I may well be able to. So, Craig, ah, 
Yes. Poor Yorick. Before, <laughs> before we do our individual rundown from 10 to 1 with mm. dramatic theme music, maybe add some explosions. Uh, I don't know why, as it's a Christmas special, but uh, there's a few other films that you've... You've yeah, a few other films that I just like to watch at Christmas time. Um, and I, and actually looking at this, um, a large majority of them all feature Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> uh, so Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Music and Lyrics and, and Hook. Um, yeah. Hook was mentioned earlier on in the Hook. show. It's Hook. always on, on hook-a-dee, TV. hook Every single year, Hook is on TV. And I remember having a very old TV set. Are you talking about Dustin Hoffman, Robin, Robin Williams? Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's very long. <clears throat> but it's great. But it is a great film. It's, it is a it is a brilliant. Uh, and, uh, and Spielberg what a cast. and Spielberg. It's it's a very good film. Yeah, music and lyrics. Uh, Hugh Grant and uh, Drew Barrymore. It's just all um, Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral, <laughs> and Hugh Grant in in Notting Hill yeah. with, uh, with Julia Roberts. Um, and I mean, they're all just. I'm just a bit soppy, really. Aren't feel I? good films. Feel good romantic comedy ish films, and uh, obviously, I've just given the game away that I completely am obsessed with Hugh Grant possibly. I'm, I'm going to throw out uh, one film called Homeward Bound The Incredible Journey I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before you might have done and I'm talking about the Disney version mm-hmm. where you've got the golden retriever the American boxer and then um, I can't remember the type of the cat but it's a beautiful fluffy cat they're a little um, boy as well yeah and it's about these three animals that um, get lost from their family um, or they think they've been abandoned when they haven't actually, mm. uh, and they have to make this incredible journey home. And it's a fantastic film. Again, it's probably it's probably one of my favourite films of all time. Uh, I still watch it with my mum now. When when I watch it with my mum now, she still cries. Uh, it's a feel good family film that can definitely be watched at Christmas. I I haven't seen it. Oh. Um, the only time I've seen the trailer for it was when I used to watch on VHS the Mighty mm. Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah, uh, it used to be on the trailers for that, and I always used to be like, oh, I wonder what that film's like. And I never got to watch. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, the the Disney version. I think it was made in around the the 1990s yeah it is brilliant craig you definitely should watch that i will i will so that is our our top 10 list um david would you like to do your top down 10 rundown Mm. from 10 to 1 uh for the listeners so folks merry christmas to you all here is my top 10 christmas films at 10 harry potter and the philosopher's stone nine scrooged eight the Holiday, seven Home Alone, various Home Alone films, six It's a Wonderful Life, five Muppets Christmas Carol, four The Nightmare Before Christmas, three The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, two The Grinch, and at number one for me, the most uplifting, best Christmas film of all time, the 1994 version of Miracle on 34th Street. And my top 10 starts with Arthur Christmas, 9, Love Actually, 8, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 7, The Santa Claus, 6, Home Alone, Lost in New York, 5, Elf, 4, The Snowman, 3, The Polar Express, 2, The Holiday. And at number one, we have Bruce Willis with Die Hard. So thank you very much for listening to our very Christmassy special episode uh, where we go into details about all the Christmas films that we think you should be watching mm. over the Christmas period this year. Uh, various ones of those that we mentioned are available on Amazon, Netflix and other streaming services. DVD, or, DVD. Or DVD, DVD. Um, but we do hope you have a very mm. Merry Christmas um, and uh, and a very Happy New Year. Um, we have week 25 um, in the works at the moment. Mm. Um, we will probably be bringing that to you after Christmas at some point. 
Yeah, do you want to just quickly tell the folks what we'll be reviewing on week 25? Yeah, so the current lineup for week 25 is uh, Mary Poppins. So uh, we've both been really looking, well, I've been looking forward mm. to this. I'm not sure about you. You've been hiding your thoughts away for that one. Mm. Uh, so, yes, Mary Poppins, Aquaman, Roma, The Old Man and the Gun, White Boy Rick, Sorry to Bother You, Bumblebee, Stan and Ollie. And I think there's going to be a few other additions to mm. that. Um, we've got Holmes and Watson coming out on Boxing Day uh, and a f- few other films over the, uh, the Christmas period that are just mm. coming out just after Christmas Day, which we will probably include um, in that lineup. So we're not 100% sure exactly how many films, but there's a, a good list there of some of the films that will be included. Obviously, we'd love to hear from you uh, over Christmas. Um, email us, let us know what films you've seen in the cinema, what films you've been watching at home, uh, any uh, Christmas stories, you know, if anyone burns the turkey or, you know, Nan gets a bit too drunk on uh, the, the moonshine. Um, or the port. Or the port, uh, let us know. Uh, and Craig, how can they do that? And the reason I'm asking you is because I always forget the email. Well, the email address these days is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. So that's the new email address, mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. Um, and all correspondences will be uh, hopefully read out on the show if mm. we think it's uh, it's got something good in there that we uh, we think our listeners will enjoy. Um, and if you do get read out on the show, you can win yourself two tickets to any Cineworld in the UK that can be used within the next six months uh, on any film, including IMAX films, Super mm. Screens, 4DX, um, everything pretty much. Um, and that goes for Lucy and Pete as well. You're both going to be getting some tickets for this very special Christmas special. Uh, Katie as well, she'll be getting some. David is whispering something and I can't, I can't read your lips. Hat? Rich. Oh, and oh, Richard. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Richard. Um, I'm so sorry. I've forgotten to thank you for our wonderful, mm. wonderful uh, pictures or depictions or caricatures of us. He's updated them. He's put Christmas hats on them for mm. us. And he's also given us new ones for for uh, the next season of the podcast, uh, which will be happening after Christmas. So after week 25, we'll be using new podcast artwork and it will be called season two mm. um, going forward for another year New Year's worth of podcast I can't believe we've uh, unbelievable made it a year it's been a whole year um, so we'll take this opportunity to thank you I can imagine our listeners now they're sat there we're playing on the on the vinyl the on fu- the vinyl yeah. have they taken the digital copy and yeah. pressed a new vinyl copy yeah. and they've put it on vinyl and, and it's spinning round and there's a log burning fire that the stockings are hung and, and is it everything in black and white Everything's in black and white. Um, No, we just want to say, look, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas, uh, a wonderful new year. Thank you so much for all your wonderful support over this year. Like Craig said, officially season two will start in 2019. Um, We've got the Oscars to look forward to. There's still a chance me and Craig might go out there if I can somehow break his legs and, and get him. <laughs> no, on I won't the... be going out. There. <laughs> I, I, I meant break a leg, not like <laughs> I want to get him out there without hopefully dismembering him in any way. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, that's enough from us. Uh, thank you to Craig for everything he does on this wonderful podcast. Have a brilliant Christmas. No doubt he's edited some Christmas jingles in the background. Enjoy a glass of Woon and Merry Christmas and a most prosperous New Year. 